You're listening to the Catholic Fragments Podcast, where we explore the treasures of Catholicism, the fullness of truth revealed in Jesus Christ and His Church. I'm your host, Dr. Donald Wallenfang, and I invite you to join me in gathering up the fragments of the truth that sets us free. Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to St. John. Let your hearts not be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. If a man loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello everyone, welcome to this new episode of the Catholic Fragments podcast. Today featuring the work of a great uh, female doctor of the church, St. Teresa of Avila, also known as St. Teresa of Jesus. And I want to focus on her work called The Interior Castle. And it goes along with this opening prayer from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 14, when Jesus is telling his disciples that in his Father's house are many dwelling places. This work called the Interior Castle uh, in Spanish, El Castillo Interior, also goes by the name of Las Moradas in Spanish, that means the dwelling places. This was the last book St. Teresa wrote, finished in the year 1577, five years before her death in the year 1582, and she was 62 years old at the time of its completion. Uh, This work, The Interior Castle, therefore, is a reflection of her very mature spiritual life that took decades to develop, decades of, of human experience and of a woman who lived as a cloistered nun. So the context is really important uh, thinking about a work like The Interior Castle. Uh, The audience was her fellow discalced Carmelite nuns, and in the prologue she said that she's using the language that is used between women. Uh, The actual time she spent writing this book, The Interior Castle, was only two months in spite of many interruptions. It was not St. Teresa's idea even to write the book, but her spiritual director, uh, Padre Jeronimo Gracian, ordered her under obedience to write the book because her autobiography was being held in suspenseful scrutiny by the Spanish Inquisition at the time. So at first, St. Teresa felt great aversion to the task of writing this book, though she trusted in the hidden powers of obedience. What she says in the book is simply a sharing about her lived 
experiences in the spiritual life as a contemplative discourse that is shoeless, uh, which signifies a lot of spiritual discipline and asceticism and austerity, a discourse carmelite nun. The spiritual expansiveness of the soul is the main theme of the work the human soul, the mystery of the human soul, and it's spoken of under the allegory of a castle with many dwelling places, seven groups of dwelling places in total, as she describes them, uh, and the power of the allegory and symbol is to express what is virtually inexpressible. It's a great challenge to describe that which is doing the describing, namely the spiritual soul of the person. Uh, all across the dwelling places, the first three uh, really highlight the stages of spiritual purification and the active phases of prayer, including vocal prayer and what's called the prayer of meditation or mental prayer, and the beginnings of the active prayer of recollection, which enters uh, into the contemplative prayer proper. And then the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh groups of dwelling places uh, move into the passive mystical stages of prayer, namely the passive prayer of recollection, the prayer of quiet, and the prayer of union. And these dwelling places is where the supernatural experiences in the spiritual life proliferate. Everything she's writing, St. Teresa says, uh, she wants to be in conformity with what the Holy Roman Catholic Church holds uh, and and she wants to be subject to her, subject to the magisterium, the teaching authority of the Catholic Church, and she makes that very clear in the prologue. So she does not pretend to be a magisterium to herself or claim any self-sufficiency in the spiritual life, but instead gives everything over uh, to the jurisdiction and judgment of the bishops of the church and the theologians. So in this podcast, I just want to highlight then chapter one of the interior castle. There is so much here, and uh, I'm really taking some um, abbreviated material from an online mini course I put together on my uh, online apostolate, my website called myinteriorcastle.com. And on there, there's a mini course called the Interior Castle Commentary. And it's a, a self-paced 14-week-long course that one can um, go about one at one's own pace. And it's a it's video commentary featuring 28 full-length videos unpacking all the seventh uh, dwelling places of the interior castle. But in this podcast, I'm just going to focus on some points from chapter one uh, dealing with the first dwelling places. How do we get in the castle of the human soul. It's a very strange thing, really, to think about journeying inward. Uh, and, and, and this is how she portrays the spiritual reality of the human soul. It's very vast and, and spacious. Just like we could travel all around the world, travel into outer space in an exterior fashion, we can also do the same in an interior fashion and more so. If there is a realm of exteriority, this implies a realm of interiority. And that realm of interiority is uh, that of the human soul. It's, it's God's designated dwelling place. 
uh, since the Paschal mystery of Jesus has happened, his life, death, resurrection, ascension into heaven, the pouring out of the gift of God the Holy Spirit on the church, and now God wants to dwell in us. Like St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, uh, do you not realize that you are a dwelling place, a temple of the Holy Spirit? So in the very first paragraph of chapter 1, uh, concerning the first dwelling places of the interior castle, St. Teresa writes that we consider our soul to be like a castle made entirely out of diamond or a very clear crystal in which there are many rooms, just as in heaven there are many dwelling places, muchas moradas in Spanish. For in reflecting upon it carefully, we realize that the soul of the just person is nothing else but a paradise where the Lord says he finds his delight. It's so incredible to think about this, is the truth about each one of us. Our soul is God's delight. He wants to take up residence there. He wants to dwell there. He wants his love to circulate in and through us to other people. And it's just so amazing when we interpret our existence in this way. Uh, thinking about our soul as a vas spirituale, to use the Latin phrase, a spiritual vessel in which the divine life, being, love, power wants to move, uh, wants to be, wants to be present, wants to give his presence to us in this full way. This is the privilege of being a human being. This is the truth about ourselves. We have to come back to this truth that these uh, mystical saints like St. Teresa of Avila are teaching us. So in our souls, there's many rooms, habitations, recesses, alcoves, selves, spaces, dwelling places, abodes, chambers, lodgings, mansions, and even, as some commentators put it, staging inns within this castle of the soul. St. Teresa uses a few different words in Spanish to refer to all these different spaces within the soul. Moradas, aposentos, uh, and piezas. Uh, so she goes on to talk about uh, that there's nothing she finds comparable to the magnificent beauty of a soul. La gran hermosura del alma. And its marvelous capacity its high value. Another um, discalced Carmelite nun, 20th century British Carmelite, Ruth Burroughs, in her book Fire Upon the Earth, talks about the human being as a capacity for God. God comes into existence insofar as, as um, we are consenting to be what he is, a for-godness. So the human being, a capacity for God, the human being comes into existence. As God comes more into existence in the interiority of the soul, insofar as the human person consents to be what he is. What is he? A for-godness. I love how Sister Ruth Burroughs talks about uh, the human capacity for God uh, in defining the human nature as a for-godness, to be for God, the very definition of what it is to be human in the best sense of the term. Yet St. Teresa laments the sad reality that many people think only of their bodies 
and not their souls. It's it's true, isn't it? Uh, even even for ourselves on a daily basis, we we care so much about our bodies oftentimes, but but pay little attention to our souls. Um, I, I composed a book a few years ago entitled Human and Divine Being, uh, and, and also a book called Metaphysics. And these books uh, get into especially the work of St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Edith Stein, another Carmelite saint, um, uh, and, and really talk in depth uh, in a more scholarly uh, way about the human soul. So if you're interested in and really coming to know the metaphysics of the soul and spiritual being, I would point you to um, those two books, especially Human and Divine Being, a study on the theological anthropology of St. Edith Stein, and, and a book called Metaphysics, which is an introduction uh, that I wrote these a few years, within the past few years. So uh, getting back to the interior castle, uh, St. Teresa says, let us consider that this castle of the soul has many dwelling places, muchas moradas, some up above, others down below, others to the sides, and in the very center and middle is the main dwelling place, la mas principal, where the very secret exchanges between God and the soul take place. So this is what she's after in the interior castle, leading us toward the, the centermost place of the soul, the in, most interior chamber of the soul, where God is, where God is to be found. This is so exciting. How do we journey all the way into our innermost center with the help of, of St. Teresa of Avila as a guide and discover God is there. So at the center of our being is not the self. At the center of myself is not myself. It is the holy other. It is God. There is a hollow within my soul that is, is, we talk about this as like the God-shaped hole in more popular parlance. A hollow in my soul, a vacancy where only God is meant to reside. So just as God, according to Jewish uh, mystical tradition called Kabbalah, God hollowed out God's self for the universe to take its place, so do we have to maintain a hollowness within the interiority of ourselves for God to take his place within us. Um, that, that's the, the ultimate itinerary God has for creation. Uh, God hollows out himself in order uh, to um, be the model, be the paradigm for us personal creatures to hollow out ourselves that God would take his place within us, that he would live in us and we would live in him. Nevertheless, St. Teresa describes this life on this earth as an exile for all these wonders, for all these beautiful vocations within the vocation. Overall, this life is an exile. We're not home yet. Uh, and yet within this exile, it remains possible for so great a God, she says, to commune with such foul-smelling worms, <laughs> worms so full of bad odor. Um, and she's referring to ourselves and how we sin and how we turn away from such a great vocation in relation to our Creator. But nevertheless, so great a God wants to commune with us and transfigure our foul-smelling wormness into 
beautiful butterfly of the spiritual life. She talks a lot about this in the interior castle, that the silkworm has to be uh, undergo this metamorphosis and become a butterfly in flight. She says, I know that whoever does not believe in these favors from God will have no experience of them, for God doesn't like us to put a limit on his works. It's very important, as, as many of the saints talk about, faith is a necessary condition of possibility for allowing and inviting God to be at work in our lives and to discover all he wants to do within us. Just a couple more points here to wrap up this uh, episode of the Catholic Fragments podcast on the interior castle of St. Teresa of Avila. She says that the soul is advised to enter within itself. El alma que entre dentro de sí. It is necessary to move beyond the outside wall of the castle into the interior recesses of the castle. For insects and vermin, savandijas y bestias, surround and dwell within the wall of the castle. Vermin, in the sense, can be defined as animals that compete with humans for food, also translatable as reptiles in English. St. Teresa confirms that the spiritual life is an interior battle and presents us with a combative idea of how to enter the soul. The question is, do we want to become like the vermin or move past them? It's a question for us brand new every day, every night. And she says that the door of entry into the castle, the interior castle of the soul, is prayer and reflection. La puerta para entrar en este castillo es la oración y consideración. The door of entry to this castle is prayer and reflection. Reflection, consideration, thoughtfulness. So we need to move, as she suggests, from simple vocal prayer, which is the beginning of all prayer, both individual and communal, move into prayer of meditation toward this prayer of recollection in order to go further into the innermost recesses of the soul. It's an incredibly exciting adventure that she speaks of here, and we want to trust um, her leading on this. So thank you for reflecting with me for a little while on the work of St. Teresa of Avila, her most mature a spiritual masterpiece, The Interior Castle. Thank you for joining me on the Catholic Fragments podcast, where you are equipped to think toward the whole, to pray from the heart, and to live as a witness. <laughs>